Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Amen. Lift your hands and let us pray, Father. Thanks a million for your mighty presence in this place. I want you to pray for yourself today. Ask God to speak to you. Ask God to visit you. Ask God to heal you. Ask God to deliver you. Ask God to sustain you. Ask God to help you. Whatever you need from God. Jesus said, ask you shall receive. So pray pray this morning and ask the Lord for his mighty, mighty spirit. Visit you. Visit you to provide for you in the name of Jesus. Matos Lord anoint me specially. For this morning's meeting, in the name of Jesus, I humble myself. Speak your word through me, Lord. Speak your word through me, Lord. Let healings take place as your word comes. Let deliverance take place as your word comes, Lord. Your word declares that you sent your word and you heal their diseases and you deliver them from destruction. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you. Thank you. Lift your hands and let us pray, Father. Thank you for this opportunity to receive your word. Speak to us. Deliver us. Let the entrance of your word bring change. Let it bring transformation. Let it bring healing to the brokenhearted. Let it bring deliverance to every captive in the name of Jesus, anyone under any demonic oppression, let your word indeed set them free. We bless you. Let deception be healed. Bring light where there is darkness. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. Say your loudest, Amen. Wonderful. Lift your Bible. Let's sing our song. I have a wonderful treasure. Just lift your Bible. Got a Bible? Lift it up. If it's on your phone, lift it up. If you don't have a Bible, come and lift up the screen on the wall. But sing with me. I have a wonderful treasure. All right? Are you ready? I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. Travel together, my Bible and I. I can hear you. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible. For the last time, I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible and I. See, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can do what it says I can do. I have what it says I have. I have what it says I have. Today, Today I'll be taught from this Bible. I'll be taught from this Bible. And I will be blessed. And I will be blessed. If you believe your confession, say a loud amen. amen. And you may be seated on top of your enemies. Wow. 
Well, it's exciting to see everybody again today. I hear you had a wonderful International Day celebration. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't make it, uh, but I'm here today to make up for last week. Amen. Amen. So today, by the grace of God, I'm preaching twice as long as I usually preach to make up for last week. Hallelujah. Wow. But we'll we'll crystallize it and compartmentalize it and make it in the same time. Amen. Amen. We'll say twice as much in the same amount of time. Amen. Wow. Is it something personal? Is it something I've done with regards to the sound? Okay. Well, whilst you're trying to... It cuts. It keeps cutting. I don't know. So, um, whilst you're trying to get yourself sorted, I want this young man to share a testimony that he shared with me on Friday. Yam Keller, come, come share it with us quickly. And then I'll share with you the word of God. So That's a microphone. Yeah. This is Yam Keller, okay? Yeah, one of the nicest guys you can meet in Deban, all right? Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Great, great. Uh, last week, uh, was it on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. I met a white man just at the entrance of the church. Yeah, you are nice. They want to put you on YouTube, so come this way. All right. Uh, Our service appears on YouTube. You can just check it out. When you are home, you watch it again. Those of you also who miss church regularly, you have a way of catching up. Amen. Now, start. This is Yam Keller. Hi, y'all on YouTube. This is Yam Keller. He's the nicest guy you can have in Durban. He's coming to you live from this place. Yeah, hit it. Powerful. Uh, I met a white man at the entrance of the church on Saturday, just after we finished uh, uh, choir practice. Uh, this guy uh, said to me uh, one day he passed uh, the church. And he saw something. I'll translate to Zulu into Zulu after. Okay, so don't don't stress. <laughs> yeah, he made something unusual. Uh, he said uh, he saw angels at the entrance of the church, uh, and uh, he was so shocked because why he was asking himself the question why the angels are in this building specifically because he knows this building as a, uh, a student accommodation but not knowing that there was a church. Hallelujah. So when you ask the angels, what are they, what are they doing here? They, the angels said that's where they stay. So this church is where they, they stay. live here. Wow. So when you asked me, was, you, you wanted to know whether there was prayer, but I told, told the guy that uh, we had uh, choir practice. So I said, uh, when it gets time, you must join us for Sunday service. Wow. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for him. So what you're saying is that they were having choir rehearsal. And then he met a white man. He went outside. And there was a white guy who was passing by. So when, when the white guy saw him coming from here, he, said to, he, he, he started to speak to him. And the white guy said, he passes here regularly. Then he was passing by. And he saw angels here. But as far as he knew, this is a student's rest. You know, behind us is a student's rest. So he was wondering, what will angels be doing? I mean, if you are an angel, you won't go to a student's residence. I mean, think about it. Do you see? So then the angels said to him that they live here. They live. This is where they live. Hallelujah. So as you are here, there are angels all around. Yeah, there are angels all around. All around. All around. All around. All right. So when you come to church, I mean, come to church properly. God's angels are here. Wow. Bible talks about a guy called Jacob. He went somewhere to pray. And when he woke up, when he was praying in the night, he had a dream. In the dream, he saw a ladder from where he was praying up until heaven. And he saw the angels of God ascending and descending on the ladder. When you see angels around, 
usually what it means is that number one, they are here to help. The Bible says they are ministering angels. The word minister means to help. So helping angels. Another thing that angels do is they come to comfort us. Another thing that the angels do is that they come to fight on our behalf. And finally, another thing angels do is that they come to take our cries from this earth to heaven. And they bring us answers from heaven to this earth. Hallelujah. So, know that God's presence is here. Say amen. amen. Say a nice amen. amen. Wow. So, your prayers are being answered as you pray them. Great. Let's get to the word of God. Um, before we get into the word of God, we have our brother Noabs who's worshiping with us all the way from Port Elizabeth. This, this, this. Oh, they want to see. Also, they want to see you on YouTube. Hi on YouTube. This is Noabs all the way from Port Elizabeth, the city of our God. Amen. That's Lady Pastor Lamless' husband, all right? Yeah, he's come to celebrate her birthday, which was yesterday. Wow. Happy birthday, Lamla. Um, yesterday was also my mother's 70th birthday. Yeah, so God is blessing us. Whichever way you look at it, God is blessing us. So, we are combining my mother's 70th birthday and Lady Pastor Lamless' birthday to have a cake after service. Amen. Any reason to have a party? Any reason? Any reason? We just need one. Just give us one and we'll have a party. Say amen. Good. Let's get into the word of God. Proverbs 24, verse number 3. Bible says, through wisdom, a house is built by understanding it is established. So I said in life, anything you are doing, you need wisdom to get it done. Without wisdom, you can't build nothing. Amen. Amen. You can't build, without wisdom, you can't build your life. A lot of people have wasted their lives because of the absence of wisdom. You are a young lady. You need a certain wisdom to live as a young lady. Amen. Amen. So that you can have a certain kind of life. You can finish school have a good education, get a job, get married beautifully, have a family, have your two children, Tom and Jerry, and then be happy in life. Amen. Amen. That's, a, that's wisdom. But many ladies live, beautiful ladies, able-bodied ladies, grow up, do not get a good education, finish school, just... Waste their lives around, and nobody never get married, never get anybody to marry them just because they didn't apply wisdom when they needed to apply it. They thought the wisdom that makes you marry is to keep shining your face, putting more makeup until you cannot be recognized. Once upon a time, there was a lady, she had a heart attack. and she was dying, so they took her to the theater to operate on her. Now, as they were operating on her, God appeared to her, and she asked God, am I going to die? God said, you are not going to die. I've given you 40 more years. So after she came out of surgery, she decided to be in the hospital a little longer. And she did a liposuction. She did a nose job. She changed this, touch up this, because she has 40 more years to strut her stuff. So she, 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 she changed a lot. She did a lot of touches and touch-ups. So finally, after two months, she was leaving the hospital to go home. As soon as she came out of the hospital, she had an accident and she died. So she got to heaven. She was so bored, just as you were bored. You know, she got so, she was so bored. She was angry. She asked God. She said, God, You said I had 40 years. And God said, oh, how? I didn't recognize you when the accident was about to happen. I didn't recognize you. You had changed so much that I couldn't recognize you. And all my stories are true. I mean, I'm a pastor Sunday morning. I I mean, if there's a day I don't lie, Sunday. Somebody say amen. Yeah, so... You will think that by that wisdom, you will end up with a wonderful... If I can get her wig, 28 inches. 28 inches. Such that it's even at your waist level. 
it will get you married. You don't get married by hair. Horses would have been married long ago. Long ago. Long, long ago. If I can shine my face, if I can dress up. You don't get married by dressing up. Actually, even... I know a guy, he's taking a decision to marry a girl and he came to consult me. I said, we haven't seen the real girl before. How can you marry somebody we don't know who she is? We have never seen the girl herself before. Hey, Pastor, how are you saying what? We see her all the time, but it's like Picasso. Do you know Picasso? Do you know Picasso? They've done artwork. Hey, this, that. And sometimes the yellow bones you see around, they are makeup assisted yellow bones. They are not actual. Oh, God. They are not actually yellow bones. They are makeup assisted yellow bones. So I told the guy, let's wait till the day we see the real person. Do you get it? Then we can make a decision. But we can't make a decision when we have not seen the real person before. Make a lifetime permanent decision based on temporary things. No. Go and take a bath. Let us see what your real face looks like. Maybe when we see your real face, we will be happy. Maybe to when we see it. This is, maybe we are afraid of the dark. <laughs> Somebody say amen. So you need wisdom for life. Hallelujah. And Bible says, even with, that, with wisdom, after you've used wisdom, the next thing you need is understanding. Understanding. Bible says, by understanding, it is established. So I've been talking about how to have an established Christian life. Amen. And I've been sharing with you that you must have understanding into certain basic facts and principles about your Christian life. Or else your Christian life will never be established. Number one, I said you must know who you are. And I said you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Knowledge of this is even good enough for what you choose to work on. You will not waste time working on your body throughout your life. When your body is just a container, it's a rented container. But you yourself, you are a spirit. Number two, I said that. That spirit we are talking about, its true nature is wickedness, is dead, and is desperately wicked when it is not saved. When nothing has been done to it, when its state has not been augmented by anything, it is dead and it is desperately wicked. That's why when somebody is an unbeliever, that person has a high tendency for evil. They like evil. Evil is easy to them. They even see evil as good. Oh, I went to the shop and then nobody was looking, so I took the, the bread and then I took a big bite. I mean, I was hungry and I ate it. And if I outsmarted them. Meanwhile, really what it means is that you stole. Somebody's piggy bank is there, then you open it in their absence. Then you take some of the money from it. When we ask, you say you borrowed it. When you take money from somebody's piggy bank, it's not borrowing, it's stealing. Why? Because the piggy bank, you are certain that the person doesn't know how much is in the piggy bank. So how then do you account for how much you borrowed? The church is quiet too early. I still have 40 minutes to go. Number three, I said when the same spirit is saved... The same spirit is saved. It is holy. And it is truly righteous. It is holy and truly righteous. Why? Because as soon as you come and say, I want to be saved, God takes your heart out and gives you a new heart. Bible says, therefore, if a man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away and all things are new. Amen. Amen. Good. Then number four, I said that since you are now saved, we know we ask ourselves a question. So pastor, if the spirit is truly holy, how come that there are Christians who do bad things? And I said, when you are saved, you are still a baby. This is the fourth basic principle you must understand as a Christian. You are a baby and you must grow. 
until you have grown, there are things you will not stop. Solomon said, when I was a child, David said, when I was a child, I taught as a child. But now that I'm old, I've put away childish things. Do you get it? There are certain things you can never stop doing unless you grow up spiritually. It's very, that's the answer. I mean, there are plenty of things I don't expect my children to do. Even when babies, I mean, Reverend David has a wonderful, nice baby. There are a lot of things I don't expect him to do. I mean, when I come in, the church is not swept and is dirty. I will never call the baby and start to face the baby. I will call elderly people because I don't expect the child to sweep the church. Amen. Good. Then I said, you must grow. So we went through various stages. I said, every Christian goes through three stages in their development. Amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Whilst you are saying amen, please remove this stand from me, okay? It's distracting me. Good. As a Christian, you go through three stages in your development. We said the first stage is the, the, the stage of the baby. We called it the babe. First Peter 2, 2, it says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So there's a point in your Christian life where you are a baby. We say babies cry all the time. You can see the babies at the back. Some are crying. Some busy preaching an important word of God. Some are asking for breast milk. Some are crying. Some, some, those who can walk want to walk around. I mean, today is the day they have chosen to show us that they can walk. That's a baby. So as a Christian, you have people in the church always crying. Pastor preaches too long. When pastor is preaching, he doesn't stand at one place. He should just stand at one place so that all of us can see him. But when he's moving and I keep moving my head, I begin to feel dizzy. Sometimes I begin to feel sleepy. Now when I sleep, then he'll be complaining also that I'm sleeping. But it's all his fault. He should just learn to stand at what you are dealing with a baby. Always whining, always crying, always complaining. So we saw a baby. Then number two, we said that you can also have from a baby stage, you become a child. Ephesians 4.14, Bible says, that ye henceforth be no more children. So there's a stage in your Christian life where you are a child. And it says these children, they are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, which means they are all over the place. They always want to move around. They can't stay at one place. You are in a relationship with a guy. You have been in a relationship for six months. He has broken up with you nine times. Within the six months, I mean, he breaks up, then you fix the relationship. Then he breaks up again. You are in a relationship with a child. My children, they'll be happy now. They'll quarrel a little, then they'll be happy again. It's like, it's always a tug of war. That's a child. So sometimes in the church, you have children. Today, they are in church. Next week, they, they are not in church. Then the next week, they are in church. Where were you last Sunday? If I'm to ask a question, how many of you were not here last Sunday? We will see the children in the church. But since you already know the answer, let's go forward. Tell your neighbor, we are going forward. Yeah. Now, the third stage. Today, I want to, te- I want to tackle the third stage and tackle how to grow. Alright? So, I want to finish this fourth principle today, quickly, in the speed of life. Hebrews chapter, chapter 5. We're reading from verse number 12. The Bible is speaking to us. Paul is writing to the church in Hebrew. And he says to them, a time, for when a time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God and are become as such that have need of milk and not of strong meat. For any man that, that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a baby. 14 he says, but strong meat Belong to them that are of age or them that are matured, 
who by reason of use have their senses exercised and are able to discern good and evil. Here, through the scripture, the Bible shows us who a spiritually matured person is. Sometimes we see, we see some people come, they speak in tongues, korobo, 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 korobo. And by the, 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 the verbosity of their tongues, we say that, oh, they must be very deep and spiritual. Oh, his, even his voice is very, very deep. He's a very, very, he's a serious Christian because of his voice. Sometimes people even speak with a spiritual accent. Hush. My God, I feel something in my belly. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Oh God, can I get a witness in the house? Yes. So, he must be very spiritual. It's not true. Recently, my wife was watching somebody preaching and I mean, the, my wife was asking me, so why don't you, you at all, why don't you preach like the way this guy preaches? I said, I, I am not as called as he is called. <laughs> because the guy is preaching. And Jesus went to the place. And he called to the man. Oh! I said, even the way he's breathing by time, I've had a heart attack. <laughs> And we use that to define who a spiritually matured person is. But by going through the scripture slowly, we'll see who is matured. Let's go, verse 12. Let's, we are going, all of us, we'll just read it. When we finish reading it, we go home. 12, it says what? For, where's 12? 12 is after 11, good. It says, for when... For the time ye ought to be teachers. Let's just stop here. Let's not rush. The first sign of a spiritually matured Christian is that he can teach you the word of God. He can teach you the word of God. Bible says in your walk with God, there's a time where you should be able to teach the word of God. Hey, pastor, are you saying that we must all become pastors? No. Just teach the word of God. I mean, when you are in school and your friend that cannot answer a certain call does not understand something and you teach them, does it mean that you are a lecturer? Does it mean that you are a teacher? You just can teach that person that particular, if it was calculus, problems. But just quadratic equations. As for that one, I can teach you. The Bible says that there's a time where you should be able to teach somebody. You should be able to take just one scripture in the Bible. You can't teach anything at all. At least, what was taught in church? You should be able to teach somebody. Many of us, as we go home today, if you were asked, what did the pastor... Is your hair 83 centimeters? 28. 28. 20. 20. Oh, okay. And this one is how long? 18. Oh. And this one is how long? <laughs> I didn't know that they measured it in inches. I don't know why I never thought about it. I mean, if they measure, they measure it must be in something. Recently, I visited somebody who unfortunately has been diagnosed with cancer. And I went to encourage her in the hospital. And she told me, I'm going to Get, she was, we're wondering, so will her, she's about to go through chemo. And usually when you hear chemo, the first thing is the hair falling off that we all, you get a natural cheese cup from God. You get it? So it's like, and she told me, Pastor, don't worry, even if my hair falls, I'm going to buy a, I've already ordered on the internet, hair wig, 28 inches. If my hair falls off, I'll wear it and I'll... You, you see why I was telling the brother, let's wait till we see the real girl before we make a decision. Because for all you know, the girl has a cheese cup. I mean, as this girl is sitting here like that, we don't know whether you have a cheese cup or you have short hair or you have braids because you have covered it with a hat. Until we see you without it, we can't make a decision about you. 
very simple. It's very simple. I, I mean, brothers, do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's not like I'm Samuel, but I mean, about half of the hair you see around is an add-on. Do you understand add-on? Yeah. It's not bad. We like it. Please, don't come to church looking like a boy. Add it. When you add it, you look very nice. We are happy with you. So don't feel like we don't like We like it. It's just that we want to see the real you also. Just as you also want to see the real us. Yeah. Back to what I was saying. What was I saying? I was saying that many of you, if you go home after church and you are asked what was taught in church. So you say you went to church today. What did the pastor teach? You must be able to tell the person and teach the person. But unfortunately, a lot of us will only remember the story about the lady who had a heart attack and God promised her 40 years. Are you the one I'm looking for? Okay, you look like that one. Yeah, yeah, you look like that one. I think you are the one. You must be. I have a box of chocolate for you if you are the one. So let's hope that you are the one. (laughs) No, I'm serious. If you are serious, I'm serious. That's just, I have a picture of who I'm looking for. So at the, after church, we'll compare. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Say amen. amen. May you be able to teach. Say, look, I went to church today. They taught us three stages of every Christian development. Number one, a baby. Number two, a child. And number three, an adult. Then the person was, who's a child? And so a child is, then you give the characteristics and explain. Who is a, who's an adult? Then you quote the scripture. If you, you can't remember the scripture, you open the Bible and show this scripture. This is what it is saying. Hallelujah. That's a matured Christian. He can explain the word of God to you. He can just take one scripture. You don't need to know that. I mean, I've not read the whole Bible. One day I, I woke up at dawn. I, I used to realize that anytime I open my eye at dawn, my wife is awake. So one day I decided to ask her. Maybe she's having emotional problems. I don't know. I need to take her to shop right or something. I don't know. So I said, what are you doing? She said, oh, I have a plan. And my plan is to read the whole Bible. I said, wow. I used the cloth to cover my face quickly. And I slept. Up to, I've been a Christian since 1996. I've not read the whole Bible. No, 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 no. No, the whole Bible. Have you seen the size of the Bible? Very big. I can't read all of it. Me, never. I mean, never say never, but never. My wife had a plan. One year, she's going to read the whole Bible. I said, my wife is a Christian. But the small that I have read, I can teach you from it. So you may not know so much, so many verses, but you should be able to take one verse and teach somebody. If you're a mature Christian. It says, for when the time has come for you to be teachers, you still need somebody to teach you the first principles. You are like somebody who needs milk. Now if you see a grown-up guy drinking milk from a feeding bottle, I'm not talking about a milkshake, I'm talking about a feeding bottle. Look, do you have a feeding bottle around? Bring me one quickly. I mean, drinking milk from a feeding bottle. Don't worry, it's a Samsung. It can fall and break. I mean, Samsung too. Oh, please. Drinking milk from a feeding bottle. How many of you will become worried? Old guy, I mean, guy, yes. Hey, the child has even seen that his feeding bottle is going away. So imagine. You came to church and I'm sucking it. I'm so happy sucking it. Then I shake it. Then I'm smiling. How many of you will call the ambulance? You say, you know something? Our pastor has changed. We need an ambulance. Please take that. The way the baby is looking at me, he needs his milk. So you have become like somebody who is back into drinking milk. Number two, verse 13 says, Anyone who uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Why? Because he's a baby. 
It's babies who use milk. Babies who use milk. The next verse. Just two, three points and then we go. Because if you, you know you are not spiritually mature. Let's not. Then rather, let's go and start learning how to develop spiritually. It says, but strong meat belongs to them that are full of age. People who are matured. And then what happens to them? Even those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and bad. He says they can use God's word. Apart from the fact that they can teach, they can use God's word. God's word, Bible says God's word is given by all, the word of God is, is, is or the Bible is God's word given, given by inspiration. And it's profitable for number one, doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. So we are, we are supposed to use God's word, number one, for doctrine. What I'm teaching you now is a doctrine. I'm using the word to teach. Sometimes you have some people who look like they are spiritually matured, but they can't use the word. They can quote the scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world and the world and the world and the world, but they can't do anything with the scripture. But the Bible says God's word is used for at least these four things. Number one is for doctrine. So as you are coming, you realize that I'm teaching you the same thing over a period of time. Somebody doesn't he have any new thing to teach? I have I have new things every single day, but I'm establishing doctrines in the church. Then it says it's also used for reproof. What does it mean to reprove? Somebody is doing the wrong thing, then you bring them back on the right line. He's able to use the word. To reprove somebody. To reprove even himself. Three, to make corrections. He's able to take the word of God to make corrections. So it's not even just knowledge of the word, but the ability to use the word to make corrections. To correct yourself. Say, eh, the way I'm going. I mean, recently I was at a party somewhere and then I was just joking saying that we are going to crash that part. We are going to get crash the party. Whatever happens, we are also going there. The people will be at the party, then they will see that suddenly we have also come to show them that even if they didn't invite us, we have come. Yeah, we have, I mean, they didn't invite you, they didn't invite me. We have also come. But to tell you the truth, we cannot go and crash that party. Because the party is at a nightclub. Now, if you were to see on Facebook that your pastor was in a nightclub breaking it down on the dance floor, you would say, hey, wonders shall never end. Finally, Every time I see this, a pastor with a line in his hair, I suspected, I knew all along, this pastor is too slick to be a real pastor. Finally, we have caught him. There he is at the night club. And I put it on my status. Yeah, I'm on the night club. Yeah, and I, yes, I put it there. Man's not hot. Why wouldn't I? Is it a bad thing to go to somebody's party? No. If the person has chosen that the party is at a FMB stadium, what, what can I do? But the Bible says anything that appears from it appears like evil, get away from it. So I use the Bible to correct myself. Yeah. I use the Bible. You can you use the Bible to correct yourself? If you start to use the word of God to correct yourself, it means that you have started to use I mean you can use the word of God. Sometimes you have a broken heart, you can't use the Bible to encourage yourself. 
You can't read the Bible and be encouraged. You are waiting for pastor to call you and say, Oh, I see you going up. Because the Bible says, when men are cast down, you shall say, there is a lifting. I see you lifting up now in the name. Meanwhile, you have the Bible. I say you have what? The Bible. You should, be, you should be able to read the same verse and encourage yourself. Bible says when David had problems, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He himself, he didn't wait. Uh, let me look for Samuel to come and encourage me. Let me look for the prophet. To, no, he encouraged himself. He encouraged himself. He encouraged himself. Let, let's finish up. Leave, abstain, go back to, yeah. It says, they have their senses exercised and are able to discern good and bad. They can see something, this is good. They can see something, this is evil. This is good. This is good for me. This is not good for me. That's why I said, when you grow up, a lot of the things you are doing, you stop doing them. When you grow up spiritually, a lot of the mistakes you are making, you stop making them. Because now you are old. You are able to tell, oh, this is good. This is bad. This is good. This is, bad. This is good for me. This is bad. This will help me. This will not help me. Exercise. Exercise. So then, in conclusion, how, how do I develop myself? How many of you want to know how to grow or how to develop yourself? Because that's the solution to it all. Because once we are all matured, once we all grow, immediately, our struggles will even be over. Let's look at it quickly. Three things quickly and I I just give it to you like medication. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one in the evening. Yeah, Panadol. Two, three times daily. Number one, what do you need to grow? The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. First Peter 2, 2, the Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow, thereby you through it will grow. Through the word of God. Through the intake of the word of God, you will grow. Simple. There's no other way. God's word is food for your spirit. Just as you need to eat to grow. The same way you need to take in the word of God to grow. How many of you have had breakfast? If you have had breakfast, give me a wave. Today, I mean today. Give me a wave. Okay, let me put it in another. How many of you have eaten today? You have eaten. Whether light or heavy or... But at least some food has gone into you. Okay. How many of you will eat again after church? Yeah. How many of you perhaps will even eat a third time? Can you see the numerous hands that are going up? Why is it so? Because we need the food to survive and to grow. The same way spiritually, you need God's word to grow. Anybody who doesn't take in God's word never grows. That is how come you have people, they have been in the church for a long time. But there's no change. Because they don't eat. They don't eat. They don't eat the word of God. They don't eat. At all. So how do you eat the word of God? Number one. Daily devotion. So I'm on point one, point one. Do you understand? One point one. Or one A. Do you get it? Yeah, one A. Daily devotion, what we call quiet time. Daily devotion. Every morning I send out a devotion. Now because of, the, of WhatsApp, and there are a lot of devotions flying around. I will say restrict yourself to the devotion you know. Because not every doctrine too that you should be eating. Do you get it? You will grow, but your growth can be skewed. Do you get it? Every morning I send out a devotion. If you are in this church, you don't receive my devotion. Something is wrong. So, after church, we'll make an announcement. We'll take your numbers. we add it to it. And you get a devotion. Has a scripture, a little encouragement, a little something. You read it every single day. It's small food. 
for your spirit. Bishop Larry also sends a devotion out every morning. We send it around on various platforms. Read it and grow by it. That's number one. Number two, I'm still in number one. Number one B, one B, one B. By just Bible study. Study the Bible. You don't only study physics textbooks or math textbooks or biology life science. The Bible also must be studied. So you have a Bible, study it. Take a verse, study it. Let me show you the simplest way to study the Bible and then we go for it. Take one verse. Try to understand every single word in the verse by using the dictionary. Like this scripture, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. You, you, you take the dictionary and look for the meaning of the word as. Also, when it comes to Bible study, don't assume that you understand the word. A lot of words that you think you understand, really you do not understand. The dictionary will surprise you. I said the dictionary will surprise you. You think that that's what it means, but if you like, I can run a test. Should I run a test? Do you want to come on YouTube? Me and you on YouTube. I'll give you one word, then you explain, then we take the dictionary. The dictionary will surprise you completely that what you think it means, it's maybe even 10% of the meaning of the word. The other 90%, you didn't know it. So take the dictionary, us, us. If us means us, from the dictionary, you take it that it means us. Newborn, then you take it, newborn, bit like that. Because sometimes you will hit a word there which you thought it meant something. And only find out by the study that really it meant something else. Then it will change your understanding of that scripture immediately. Or even throw more light on the scripture. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's how you do a Bible study. Simple way to do a Bible study. Number three, or one, one C, just reading the Bible. I said just reading what? The Bible. Reading the Bible like a storybook. Because the Bible is a beautiful storybook. Very beautiful story. Once upon a time, somebody created the earth. He put two people there in a garden. He built a beautiful garden for them. He put them in the garden. They were happily there. Then the third guy came. The, the two people he created, one was Adam. The other one was Eve. As they were there happily, a third guy came. His name was D. Vil. Do you know that guy? He stepped. You know, that guy, he stepped into the Bible in Genesis. It's like when you are watching a movie and then some character appears and they play some background music. You realize that this guy must be very bad. Yeah. So in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 the Bible says he stepped in the Bible. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than anything that the Lord had made. He appeared on the scene. Then they played bong bong. Sometimes you see somebody in a movie, you see them, they'll be playing pana, pana, pana. You know that somebody's going to be killed very soon. Yeah, he's going to be killed. Yeah. So this guy appears in the Bible. As soon as this guy appeared in the garden, the whole garden changed. His name was Devil. He met the lady, Eve. He said to Eve, hi, baby. You know, I got some, I got some fruits over there. You don't want to try it? Eve said, what fruit is that? You, even you've never seen you in this garden before. Where did you come from? Say, said, oh, well, I came from First National Bank, you know. I got the dough. I don't know what to do with it. Eve said, Really? Well, I got a guy in my house. His name is Adam. He can take care of me. He makes breakfast for me. Yeah. Devil said, you don't, you're not head of Devil here. 
I can give you more. Let's start with this fruit. Let's go to this restaurant. Yo, took Eve to the restaurant. When they got to the restaurant, Eve said, you know what? God said we shouldn't eat at this restaurant. Devo said, really? You don't know what you're missing out on, girl? God knows that when you eat here, you will never eat anywhere again. Eve said, really? I must get some of this food to eat. Cut a long story short. Eve ate from that restaurant, which God had told them, you will not eat from there because when you eat from that place, you will surely die. So Eve comes and sees Adam and says to Adam, guess who I met today? I met a guy called Devil. Adam said, who? He said, she said, Devil. Adam said his name is not Devil. His name is the evil. To cut a long story short, she forced Adam's first mistake he ever made was to listen to his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first mistake man ever made on this earth was to listen to his wife. Adam listened to Eve. That's the cause of all our problems on this earth. Not even Eve going with devil to eat there. No, no. Because God gave the instruction to Adam. Not to Eve. So it was Adam's responsibility to make sure that Eve didn't eat. But if Eve has eaten, she should destroy herself alone. But he also listened to her and then, ah, you see, your children, you see, strong, we have gotten to strong meat, you can't handle it. But back to what I was saying, God comes on the scene, God was bored, and God destroyed them. That is season one, episode one. Episode two will come up next week, you can read it. It's in the Bible, it's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. If you read it like a storybook, this is how you understand it. 1D. It's what we call podcast. Where you take in the word of God by just listening. By just listening. You just listen to God's word. That's one thing. How to grow. The first one is through the word of God. And under that you have four branches. Your quiet time which is your devotion. Bible study. Normal studying of the Bible. Reading the Bible. Just normal. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. And then number four. Podcast. Listening to God's word. We have Bishop's podcast available. Everybody get it and listen to it. Number two, I'm going to trade then I've closed. The second thing is through prayer. No Christian can go without prayer. You have to learn to pray. Prayer. That's why we sang the song, read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow, you must learn to pray. Every Christian must learn to pray. Learn to pray. Normal prayer and also praying in tongues. You must learn to pray to develop yourself. That's why you must come to church early because when we start the service, we have a time where we pray. Half an hour where we pray. Come early so you are part of the prayer. It helps you to learn how to pray. If you don't know how to pray, you cannot pray. And if you don't pray, you cannot grow. It's as simple as that. Prayer. Number three. Fellowship. I close on this one. Fellowship. Pastor, what is fellowship? Fellowship is coming to church. Coming to church like this. Coming to church like As you have come to church, you are growing. Those of you who have been coming to church consistently, you have been growing. You have been growing. Just coming to church. That's why Satan will do everything possible so that you don't come to church. You are able to wake up at 7 a.m. to go for lectures. But you can't wake up at 8 o'clock to go to church at 10 o'clock. You can't, even, even if you wake up at 9, it's possible to make it to church at 10. But you realize that on Sunday... Even if you did nothing on Saturday, there's some special tiredness for Sunday. Why do you think it is so? Meanwhile, Monday, you wake up 6 a.m. I mean, some of you wake up with an exclamation. Do you understand what you mean? 
It's like you are supposed to be ready by half past six. And then you wake up at 6.20. So you wake up. Yeah, it's like you wake up with an exclamation. You are able to wake up early for everything. When it comes to church, you can't wake up. Why? Satan knows that when you come to church, you are growing. You are being fed the word of God. So you are growing. Prayer goes on. So you are growing. So he does everything possible so that you don't come to church. That's the day you see you are ironing your dress. Then you see the iron clips the corner of it. Then you are broken hearted. It's not like you don't have a new dress, but it's like the iron has fought your day. So it's the pastor's fault. So I'm not coming to church. Why? Satan is trying to cut you off from growing. That's why from today you have to take coming to church serious. The easiest way to grow as a Christian is to come to church. Out of even the three, the easiest one is coming to church. What does it do apart from the word of God coming into you? What it does is that, you see, anytime you come to church, you are more encouraged to come to church again. And anytime you don't come to church, you are more encouraged not to come to church the next week. I mean, last, last two weeks, I spoke to a lady. She said to me, I work one Sunday in, one Sunday out. And I said, okay, then that's good. Then on your Sunday that you are off, never miss the service. She said, I will never miss the service. So last Sunday she was working, so she couldn't come to church. And she wrote on her status, I miss church. I can't wait for next Sunday. And I commented, I said, don't worry. God is taking care of you. We also can't wait for you next Sunday. Do you know that I thought when I get here, she'll be the first person in the church. Can you believe that she's not here? I mean, can you believe it? Do you know why she's not here? It's very simple because she didn't come last week. So that strength to overcome whichever challenge has presented itself today is not there. But if she had come last week, the same problems will come up, but then she will just shake it off because the strength is there. When we come together all the time, strength is released into you to come again. That's why you should, unless it's beyond your control, don't miss any service. Those of you who have attempted to stay at home before, you realize that even when you decided that, look, this staying at home thing is not good. We are going to start going to church. It wasn't easy. It's like when this Sunday can say, okay, next week. When next Sunday can say, okay, let's go. Okay, next week. You kept putting it away till you rose up and say, today is the day. Let's go. And as you have broken that thing today, you realize that going forward, it will become easy. It will become easy. Because a certain spiritual energy has been put into it. I pray that from today you will start to grow as a Christian. You start to grow in your Christian work. As you start to grow, believe you me, your challenges will start to fall away. Your troubles will start to fall away. The things you are struggling with, they will start to fall away. It all comes by growing up. It says those that have strong meat belongs to them that are of age. Who by reason of use have their senses. Senses senses here may not necessarily mean common sense. But your senses, your ability to see, hear, feel, taste, everything. It has been developed such that they can discern good and evil. I see you being able to discern good and evil and I see you growing up. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we bring the service to a close. As we bring it to a close. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thanks a million for your word. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for helping us. Help us to develop and help us to grow. May we no more be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and by the cunning craftiness of man and their slide by which they lie in wait to deceive. Deliver us from deception 
in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I know in my heart, if I am to die today, I will not go to heaven. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven when I die. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You want to pray that prayer? Every eye closed, please. Every head bowed. You want to say, Pastor, pray this prayer with me. Lift up your right hand. You want me to pray that prayer with you? Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Lift your hand. Lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me in the front quickly. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Just come to me quickly, my brothers. So they come to me. Don't be shy. Come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you quickly. And then we will close. And then we'll close. And then we'll close. Come to me quickly. I'll pray with you. 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 Well, pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that you are the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Keep them, bless them, use them to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078 038 2166. God richly bless you.